Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, January 10. Watch your reactions to others. If you see in anyone some quality that attracts you, try to develop it in yourself. But if you see a quality that to you is displeasing, then instead of criticizing it, work to expunge it from your personality. Remember, the world will only mirror back to you what you are in yourself. I'm going to start with the negative side of that first. It's very interesting that, you know, sometimes, I'm sure you've noticed it, certain people will irritate. Maybe some of your friends will be terribly irritated by the actions of another person, but it won't really bother you at all, and then they'll be very comfortable with so-and-so, and you'll find their presence so grating you can hardly stand it. So what is the difference? One of the principles of Sanatan Dharma is that when we have a negative, now I want to make this clear, when we have a judgmental attitude toward people's failings, it, that's quite different than saying, oh, you know, this person is, lacks confidence and so they're so clumsy socially because they're, they're so insecure. You can say that with a great deal of symphony, a symph- sympathy. And just, you know, your heart goes out to them in compassion and you want to help them. Or you can say, this person is so awkward in company because they just don't have any confidence and they're just terrible the way they behave. And that's a completely different way of observing the same reality. So it's important to understand that merely to observe, even to observe very carefully and to understand what is motivating a person and how they're behaving, that's not judgment. That's just discrimination. Oh yes, they're behaving in this way because they have these feelings and it's not really bringing them what they want. We've just discriminated and seen it. Judgment is when there is an emotional response inside of you that somehow this isn't right and it has to be stopped. Now again, I'm going to say, somebody who's very cruel or very bigoted, you may still have the feeling, this is not right and this must be stopped. But it's a calm understanding that this is an inappropriate behavior or this is a dangerous and unallowable behavior and it will be stopped. But it doesn't agitate me in the sense that I have to get rid of it, I have to get rid of this terrible person, I have to stop it. And If you think about it in yourself, you'll be able to see the difference. You know, strong action against wrong when you see it is one thing, but the need to, to obliterate and expunge is always a sign always a sign that somehow we have, there's something about that quality that the word I guess is trigger, that's the modern word, that just activates something in us. The way I have experienced it and also observed it in others is, you know, that quality in me makes me so uncomfortable and if I can't get rid of it in myself, I need to expunge it in the world around me. I just have to get rid of it. I don't want to be reminded of its existence. So people will have created, I'm not so, not like this much anymore, but have created in me a very strong judgmental reaction that makes me very upset with them. So Swami's suggestion is 
when you see qualities in others that you have a tendency to condemn and to criticize, instead of trying to make them different, ask, ask yourself, to what extent do I also manifest this quality? Am I inclined to do it? And how perfectly can I behave in the opposite way? Because once we begin to get rid of that vibration within ourselves, for one thing, it will change the magnetism around us, and often that change magnetism will then influence others toward a more uplifted way to behave. But at the very least, it will put you in a more centered position to be able to respond in a helpful way to when you see that quality manifested in others. This is exactly what we were talking about when Swami says, you know, calm feeling, where you you need to be um, uh, centered in yourself so you can feel what God wants you to do and to do the right thing. And you can't do that if you're agitated by the very presence of that. Now, the other side of it that Swami says you know, watch your reactions to others. If you see someone who has qualities that you admire, then do your best to absorb them into you. I was very fortunate in my... Um, I have been very fortunate because I've lived in a community all my life, a spiritual community, and I've, I know many, I know many hundreds of people, and I know many dozens and dozens of people closely who, who have I've had the company of very fine people. I had a sort of interesting saga that I had to develop. I, I, I didn't understand, I didn't understand being very much, and I didn't understand sort of the way, well, let me just, let me go back to, I'll just put it more specifically. There, there was one woman in my life whose, whose way of being was so attractive to me and so different than my own. She had such a forgiving nature, uh, supportive. She wasn't a weakling by any means, but she just had a very compassionate and very understanding nature. I remember one particular time when I was just getting to know her and I observed this. She was at that time at Ananda. She was responsible for, she was actually the one of the co-managers of this retail store we had in Nevada City, which was the town near nearest to the community. And I was visiting her in the store it was, among other things, it sold women's clothes, and she had a very good idea of what would look good on me. So often when I would go in, she would have brought out several garments and some jewelry that she knew would be just right. So I actually looked much better than I usually looked during the time she was dressing me. And uh, so, but she had had some kind of an encounter, as, as it happened with another woman, who was in a position of authority in the community, and, and the position, that the department that she worked in had some financial oversight over the business that, that my friend was running. And the woman who had the oversight had, had sent down some kind of an edict, verbally or written, that did not seem to my friend to be in tune with what really needed to happen. The, the style of the communication was not attractive her, to her. Who was she anyway to be telling me how I should run my business? It was a whole lot of things. So she was in her way. She was pretty irate about it. She was pretty hot. And so she decided that she was going to call her up. She just wasn't going to put up with this. So she was at this, uh, behind this uh, rather, behind a desk, behind a counter, sales counter, in the store. There was no one else in the store but me at the time. And it was about five steps across. It was a fairly spacious behind-the-counter space. 
And so she was st- leaning on the counter talking to me, telling me how irate she was and how wrong our friend was in trying to do this and trying to do that. And then she said, I'm just going to go call her and talk to her. So she starts walking across this space. And then she takes the first step. She says, you know, she says, my friend says, you know, I'm just a single woman. All I have to do is come to work. And referring to the lady she was mad at, she has two young children. She has to work full time in addition to taking care of her kids. She takes another step. That must be really hard to do. You must have pulls on your energy in all kinds of directions. One more step. And they heard that her little boy had a fever recently. That must have been really hard on his mother when she had to go to work. By the time she dials, she gets the other woman on the phone. She says, oh, hi, how are you? How is your son? Is he better now? Just completely, absolutely completely shifted. Because, and then she, you know, by the time then she says, you know, I was a little confused about what you sent out. Can you tell me what it is that that you want me to be doing? You know, just absolutely, it was completely gone. Because she didn't have an ounce of judgment in her. She, she needed to solve the problem. In fact, the directive had been careless and not very well thought out. And so my friend had a lot to object to. And in the end, it actually sort of worked out in another way. But can you imagine how different it would have been? Who the heck are you to be writing to me like this? But because my friend just had nothing but sweetness in her heart. You know, this kind of Um, inconsiderate treatment was absolutely foreign to her nature. So she observed it. She didn't like it. But there was nothing in her that was made agitated personally by it. It was just an unfortunate thing that had to be straightened out because she had to run a business and this was not the way to run it. I'll give you one more occasion with this same woman. Uh, We had a mutual friend who um, died of cancer. She was just in her 30s, I believe, when she died. She was the first person in our world who, who was taken away at a very young age. So it was, it was a big thing for the whole community. And just to make it worse, her, her mother had died at a relatively young age. And she had grown up, her father was very attached to her, partly because the mother had died and partly because it was just the way he was. Both of them were very feisty. Swami used to refer to this woman, the woman who died, as a bantam rooster because she was kind of small, but she was a real fighter. And the father was just the same. And, you know, the father had really tried to dominate the daughter's life, but she wasn't going to have any part of it. She came to Ananda and lived her own life, but still they were, they were really close. So when my friend begins to die, the father was, you can only imagine, he was absolutely heartbroken. And as my friend got weaker... He came and stayed in her house, and as she got weaker, he began to sort of take over. He was kind of taking over. And so my friend called up and said, his name was Jake, you know, Jake, we want to come over and visit Mary. And he said, you can't come, she's too tired. And uh, she said, okay. He said, don't come. (laughs) Clashes the phone down like that. So my friend, there were three of us actually together, what should we do? And we sort of decided that when Mary was strong enough to run her own life, she didn't let Jake run it. So now that she wasn't strong enough to run her own life, she probably still didn't want Jake to run it. So we just went over to the house to see her. So I was smart enough to stand back 
And my friend was the lead among the three of us. She stood up close, opens the door. She knew Jake. Jake, Jake says, what are you doing here? I told you not to come. She says, Jake, we had to come. That's all she said. And he said, I told you not to. You know, she's not well. She's not well. She said again, Jake, we had to come. And after she said it the third time, Jake said, well, all right, just don't stay too long. And I thought to myself, my gosh, if I'd been in the front, he would have just probably punched me out. He was looking so, he was looking so hard to fight with somebody. But she gave him nothing to fight with. You know, she just accepted who he was. She knew exactly where he was coming from. And there was nothing in her character that she had to defend or she had to expunge. She was completely at peace with herself. She could observe it. She could evaluate it. And then she could respond and not react. You know, I wouldn't have been able to do that because I'm, I'm a fighter. He's fighting with me. I want to fight with him. You know, and did I learn? So the end of all of this is I really apprenticed myself to her. I apprenticed myself to her and to a few other women that I knew had happened to be mostly women in that case, who just had this capacity to just make peace. You just make peace with people. And, and it actually, it really, it's been a very important part of my spiritual life that when I'm in a situation where I feel my own responses are motivated just by the kinds of things that Swami is talking about in here, I think, oh no, what would she do? One of my friends, Paula, she's not on this planet anymore. What would Paula do? And then it's more than just like, I think what would Paula do? I actually try to stand inside her vibration. I mean, just like I stand inside her body. I stand inside her mind. And I try to, I try to look through her eyes and feel through her heart. Like, what would she do? Because she wouldn't be reacting like I'm reacting. She would have a completely different response. And it's really quite a powerful practice. I'm just talking about my friends. Now, I have to say, these are very spiritually advanced friends. But really, it, w- it wasn't because they're, they're a guru who changed me. It's because I myself recognized what they had to offer, and I tried to put myself into their reality. And really, it was a primary sadhana of me for many years. And even to this day, there are several friends that I have that I, when I feel myself going in a direction I don't want to go, I stop and think, what would so-and-so do? What would she do? What would she do? And then I, I try to become that person and just act through their reality. So when you, when you see people that attract you, um, pay attention, because it's often a message from God of something that you really want. You can become anything you want. We think we're a fixed entity. We're just a pattern of energy and a whole bunch of habits. And they can all be changed by a conscious act of will. So, watch your reactions to others. If you see in anyone some quality that attracts you, try to develop it in yourself. But if you see a quality that to you is displeasing, then instead of criticizing it, work to expunge it from your personality. Remember, the world will only mirror back to you what you are in yourself. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.